Welcome to Seeing Double. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. Take two. So Brad and I just had some great banter and, and some great Brad stories. And then Brad looked over at his computer and noticed that one track was not selected for recording. So you can hear a one-sided conversation if you want, I guess. No, you can't because I'm recording over it oh, right okay, now. Okay, never mind. Are we both recording now? Yeah, I got, I got two beautiful okay, lines good. of waves happening right now oh, goodness gracious i'm sorry that you all missed out on our fantastic stories about my waiting for the bus in the rain yeah she got splashed a few times splash it Let's... took her an hour and a half to get to work yeah she got a media mediocre cup of latte <laughs> thank you for the summary and, and 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 was wet and then brad got a new air conditioner, air conditioner yep and it, it and was the from 12.30 to 4.30 a.m. installation. Well, 12.30 in the afternoon to 4.30 in the morning. That's what I meant. Okay. Well, because 12.30 to 4.30 a.m. could have been That's like a true. really quick You're... installation in the middle of the night. And why would you schedule that? That's true. That's a good point. And I'm Felix because my mom watched Orphan Black because I'm a slob. And she says she's Allison because she'll do compulsive cleaning. Uh-huh. <laughs> and my dad watched all of season five and told me about it. And texted like Hulk, and I'm going to read that because that's still funny. And Nick got back to us with a answer to my thing for dolls, and it is articulated, which was the word I was looking for. So Nick Good gets job, the point. Nick. We don't get the points. Other than begrudgingly that. give Nick the point. Oh I yeah. Suppose. So my dad's Hulk text. He texts like the Hulk. Oh, your dad texts. That's right. Tonight, plan to watch final episode, Orphan Black. Who else won't survive? Jeez, what a season. Miss and love you. <laughs> Hulk smash. <laughs> and yes. What, my vacation was good. You know, I suppose I could talk about my vacation. It was, it was quite eh. relaxing. We really We're didn't. <laughs> wow. I see. So I'm going to go over there and check out those batons, Oh, yeah, I the think. batons. Um, I'll let you take it over from here. <laughs> I'll be right back, guys. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go over here. <laughs> Brad is getting out of his chair and play. Be careful with those. Oh, don't worry. They are, they do kind of fall apart sometimes. They're not supposed to fall apart. You put them together. I know, but they're held together with super glue. <laughs> and they've already broken Brad's once, back. and I've had to re re put them together. So please be kind. And rewind. Please be kind, rewind, <laughs> and be gentle. They're also a little curved. <laughs> I was going to say, they, they appear to be a little curved here. But that's what happens when you have 50 pieces of something and you have to glue them together. No, Steph, you have to be more imaginative with it. You say, that's what happens when I've beat millions of people with them. There you, okay, yes. I mean, millions of that. those Black Order... How many people did you hit with this one? Um, You know, I killed all of those monsters that Proxima unleashed... Yeah. In Wakanda. There you go. Yep. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little hair stuck in there, too. <laughs> Some blue blood. Some blue, yep. From Proxima. And then on this one. So, which one's for which hand? I don't know. Are you right handed? Yes. So, this is clearly the right hand one <laughs> because it's more beat up. And then the left handed one is more for tripping and stuff because it's not as bent. 
<laughs> so <laughs> she trips them. A positive spin on my craftsmanship. <laughs> and then she just bashes the bejesus out of them and these poor sticks. Mm-hmm. They look cool, though. They are cool. They're all 3D printed. And then you did all the painting yourself, yes? I did all the painting and I glued it all together. And I was, yeah. Every one of those things were, was, yeah, glued. Was, yeah, glued? I'm going to put magnets on the ends and make them a baton also. Or not a baton. Like, those are the batons. I'm going to make, put, yeah, magnets on the end and make them a staff. You know, if you go to redo this, can I make a suggestion? It looks like the person who 3D printed these for you left the same size hole on either end. You could get a doll rod and form it over a doll rod and glue it. But I wanted to put uh, LEDs inside, which is why I didn't do that. No, 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 I'm not saying glue it in the doll. I'm saying when you're doing it. Oh. So that it would be nice and straight. And then, you know, later you can wire them up with LEDs. Does well, there, that's do, not hollow, though. What isn't? The, the handle isn't hollow. Yeah, it is. I'm looking through it right now. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Don't critique my batons. I spent two whole days on them. It's a lot of gluing. Yeah. And you broke one already? No, I just picked it up and it fell and broke in half. Do I look good? Totally. Okay, cool. And I'm going to put magnets on my holster when I make that. So, you can just so I probably won't even your, be carrying them very often. No, they're going to go on my back. Will you please uh-huh. put them back over there? I don't trust them on that thing. Okay. I'll be back again. <laughs> See, now we're getting the, like, bitchy Stephanie recording when we had a nice, pleasant recording before. <laughs> now I'm all flustered. So this week on Brad Murdered a Podcast Recording. <laughs> My favorite there murdered podcast. death in our episode. There you go. It wasn't an episode. It was a movie. It was a movie. And it was called Jack's Back. And it's from 1988. So it's the same age as me. And it's rated R, right? Mm-hmm. I was surprised, actually, while watching this. I don't know. I actually didn't pay attention to the rating. I'm going to double check. I'm pretty sure it was rated R. I'm also pretty sure it was bad. <laughs> it was an 80s movie. I was looking forward to that, actually. Just because it's 80s doesn't mean it's bad. I'm sorry. People can't hear an audio glare. <laughs> I'm glaring at you. What about? What about? Hold on. Breakfast no, I... Club. Yeah, those movies. Okay, they weren't all that bad. That's what I'm saying. You can't generalize all 80s. Hey, I'm human. I can generalize. How about we generalize 80s horror? That's what you should generalize. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I was happy because it was an 80s horror movie. There you go. Which are notoriously bad. Yes. Thank you. And it's Jack's back. Starring, Starring Ultron. James Spader. <laughs> Baby Ultron. Baby Ultron. And uh, the rating on this movie was R. Well, there was a lot of murder in it. Right? You know, not really. Well, the hanging scene is pretty graphic. It was also not that great. We'll talk no. about that when we're there. You could clearly see that it was the trick and not not greatly executed and also i'm just saying 80s horror movies usually are rated r because there's boobs yeah they cut away in the one moment there was about to be boobs they didn't cut she got interrupted and then she put her shirt back down yep sorry that you don't get your it's not that's what i wanted i'm just saying i was surprised i mean it it didn't it didn't follow the normal 80s horror movie uh you know uh, uh uh-huh um Formula. 
which is murder, scary stuff, and boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, for one, did not care that there were no boobs. <laughs> Neither did I. I did want more murder, though. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's really not that much. Yeah, it was more about, I don't know, the other one. Anyway, we'll get to that. Well, let's just get into it. All right. So instead of talking about it. We haven't even made it to the end of our original banter. Oh, good. It means we're flying through. (laughs) Uh, So the movie opens with a woman running with a cut on her hand. Uh Uh-huh. And then she screams because she's about to get murdered. Yep. (laughs) The end. That's like the whole scene. So you can follow us at C Double Pod <laughs> on Twitter. Um, if you have suggestions or things you like, you can email us at cdoublepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow Stephanie yes. at Steph Plus Verb on Instagram where she posts all of so the So we photos find out for, that it's a... Oh, we're not done? No. Oh. So, <laughs> so we find out that the reason the movie's called Jack's Back is because the murders are very similar to Jack the Ripper. I object. I may have just listened to John Hodgman's podcast, (laughs) thus the use of the word. (laughs) Okay. But I mean, there are multiple meanings, but that's the initial meaning. I still object. Why? Because it's actually the exact murders with the exact same type of suspects with the exact same things a hundred years to the day after they were committed by Jack the Ripper. Okay. How is that different than what I said? They're not similar. They're exactly the same. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am the Semantics. technical guy. And I had to be very technical in that. You clearly paid way more attention to this movie than I did. <laughs> At the beginning. I mean, they had a Polaroid it camera was in it. Out. Actually, I was trying to cook food while I was watching this last night, and I kept having chicken drama, and it just was... <laughs> So I kept running away to fix things. and So there are chunks that I just didn't see. <laughs> the chicken was trying to live. You had to try to kill it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I told you, I asked Alexa how long I should cook the chicken. And she said 75 minutes. And I was like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> that doesn't seem right at all. Uh, I, did didn't, you... I didn't cook it for 75 minutes, everyone. I cooked it for 20 minutes. Well, if you did, we would be hearing a different story about how you were chewing on this very, very tough piece <laughs> of black meat last night. <laughs> and after say. you figured out you couldn't eat it, you scrawled all of these symbols all over your wall <laughs> that I'm seeing here that look like alien text. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's just say I made brown rice and grilled chicken, or boiled chicken, technically, because I boiled it because I'm lazy. And... Did you ask her how long you're supposed to boil it? Yes, and she said 75 minutes. <laughs> Maybe that was right, though. No, because then I asked her about a chicken breast, and she said 20 minutes. Oh, okay. So I had to be very specific. Specific. She was giving you the whole chicken. Yeah, she assumed I had a whole, whole chicken <laughs> boil. With bones and everything. Which was hilarious to me. <laughs> I was like, calm down. I don't have a whole chicken here. Not eating a whole chicken. <laughs> but after this hour and a half long process of cooking, Uh-huh. It was very disappointing. <laughs> so, let's well, it was boiled chicken. Yeah. And brown rice. Yeah. Which is also boiled. But teriyaki sauce. Oh, you had teriyaki sauce. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that part. But it wasn't very good teriyaki sauce. I needed to get better teriyaki sauce. It, was, it tasted more like soy sauce. So it was just cheapo? 
teriyaki yeah sauce. it was hella cheapo you went to the dollar store no i just got at target you went to target and got teriyaki they didn't was have it, the one i wanted so i got an alternative was it not teriyaki it tastes it says teriyaki on the bottle did it have a missing letter <laughs> no <laughs> they is didn't like, have the one is it I like wanted. rolex watches no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you had terry taki sauce <laughs> I mean, maybe. (laughs) It's very possible. (laughs) Now I'm doubting it. (laughs) But (laughs) it was knockoff teriyaki sauce. Yes. It was like, it was, it wasn't a T. It was an F, and the little F sign was really (laughs) bad. Yeah. So so you you, you bought teriyaki sauce, Uh and you didn't know it, though. I didn't. Because they hid it well, just like on Rolex watches. It just, it just tasted like soy sauce. It was just like I was eating chicken with soy sauce. Yeah. There was nothing else. It was just soy sauce. There was nothing teriyaki about it, I'm telling you. It was soy all the way. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Are you slipping back into our, like, New York <laughs> I've accent? committed to the bit. I'm going to stick with it. And it was soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So... These Jack the Ripper murders, which is he murders sex workers, he mutilates them, yada yada. Yep, a hundred years times. ago to the day. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Got it. And the same style of victim. Sex workers. Yes, but even even in that them being sex workers, the situation of those sex workers yeah. were even the same. Mm-hmm. Um, AKA, you know, having been pregnant or not pregnant. Right. Blah, blah, blah. And then we see the shot of this of creepy medical instruments on a bed in a doctor's bag. And then we see a newspaper clipping that says, Jack's back yeah. on the LA Times. And there was a box that said Polaroid. And there were some Polaroids. And then there on. was this big square thing next to it. They had a viewfinder. I'm assuming that was one of those things where you put the discs in and you look and you get to see scenery. <laughs> No, that was a Polaroid camera. Brad, those are still used today. No, they're not. Yeah, huh? No. Yeah, they are. No. Yeah. But Polaroid doesn't make the film anymore. No, but you can still buy it. (laughs) Yeah. And then they have the knockoff ones that are... You want a fun fact? What? So even though you can buy Polaroid film for Polaroid-style cameras, you know that Polaroid would not give... They decided they weren't going to make it anymore because they're obviously... It wasn't moving a lot and they'd yeah. rather put all their money in other things they would not some company went to them and said can you give us your process so that we'll make the we'll make it now mm-hmm. and they're like no so the company that makes polaroid film for your polaroid cameras now actually had to reverse engineer everything and they started with black and white and eventually got back to color mm. it's a fun fact interesting it's very interesting thanks I didn't for know, sharing i thought it was interesting well they have those those cameras, they're not Polaroids, but they're the same thing where you put in the film and you, it spits it out right away. And then you have to shake it to make it Yeah, develop. they're like super... I want to get one for Dragon Con. They're super cute. They're like usually some neon color. I don't know. I can't remember what they're called. I have one in my Amazon cart that I've been wanting to buy for a while. Are they the ones that you can connect to like via Bluetooth and print a photo from your phone as well? I think so, yeah. But they, uh, you can put film in them and yeah. you can get like a Polaroid. Right. No. I have one on my fridge one of the yeah but you can it's you but 
in addition to taking a photo with yeah. it, you can send a photo to it as well. And right. it'll do it on the Polaroid. Somebody at work has one of those. That's awesome. Anyway, this guy's a bunch of murder Polaroids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on his murder board. Trophies. Um, and then we hear someone singing Sinatra in the shower. It's very creepy. He Oops. did it his way. He sure did. What is a man? I don't know any more of the words. Okay. Um, and then we see baby James Spader. He's sitting in a surgical theater. Crying because he was just born. <laughs> He's not that much of a baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's just, he's just really young. <laughs> I mean that was that was good. Okay. His name is John, just FYI, everyone. And then we see we just kinda of follow him around. He's going to some sort of camp and taking care of people. He's just like a good person. Yep. And, and he then, drives a Volkswagen Beetle bug. That's real beat up. With the rag top thing. Mm-hmm. It's not, not the convertible, but it's got the rag top sunroof. Yeah. Like Herbie. Well, one of the Herbies. I don't think all of them had that. I don't know. You'll, that's your territory. After you watch Herbie. I've never now. seen any of those, so. Really? They're such fun movies. Unfortunately, no doppelganger thingies going on, so. Guess I won't ever watch them. All I do is watch doppelganger things. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. So, could you please recount for me all the doppelgangers in uh, Infinity War? Um, and Thor Ragnarok. And Iron Man. And Iron Man 2. And in Iron Man 3. And in Avengers. And in Captain America, the first Avenger. And in Captain America, <laughs> Winter <laughs> oh, Soldier. I'll figure it out. And. <laughs> <laughs> I, we could do Ultron. All of the robots are clones. Uh huh. Okay. I'll give you that one. And you could say Hulk Bruce is kind of a doppelganger. Yeah, it's his other side. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type thing. Yeah. You have nothing for Iron Man, though. Face it. You gotta let me think about it. There's nothing in Iron Man. I don't know. Not a thing. I could think of something, I bet. Nope, there's nothing. (laughs) I bet I could think of something. Nothing. Absolutely nothing in Iron Man. Uh, yeah, and Natasha has two identities in Iron Man 2. <laughs> we don't know about her second one. And I'm talking Iron Man, the first one. Oh, the, the first very one? first one. We don't even know that she's a part of an elite, you know, murdering, childhood upbringing, Black Widow. <laughs> Wait, Rhodey is two different people. <laughs> what? Rhodey's two different people. He's a different actor in the first one to the second one. <laughs> but, God. <laughs> I'm All sure right, I can think get, of others. Let's get back to okay. how away from how all you watch is doppelgangers and then get back into or or okay, let's, twins or clones. All or, I watch is doppelgangers and Marvel. I'll I'll make that allowance. So John shows up to the free clinic and brings sweets to make up for being late. Mm-hmm. Uh there's some sad old lady who's crying because she's got a big old cut on her hand. Yep. And then he kind of talks to her and calms her down and wraps her hand with gauze. And he also talks about his brother Ricky being a real dingus. <laughs> dingus, huh? Yeah, that's what I wrote. <laughs> I'm just reading my notes. <laughs> don't, don't ask me. Ask yesterday, Stephanie. <laughs> Where dingus came from? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm going to spice this one up. He was Sometimes a I get a little colorful genius. of my nose. <laughs> while they're, while he's talking to, uh, I don't know, whatever. Flo, whatever her name is. Ruth. Uh, he didn't know her name. The old lady? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Uh-huh. I was thinking of giant bangs girl what was the treat he gave what her the, name the is. one girl there were pink balls what are those coconut balls were the p- coconut balls pink i have no i have zero idea i remember those things those are like they're like a twinkie but not a twinkie i think they are coconut though yeah but i feel like i when i saw them they were white i thought they were pink no i mean in real life when i saw oh, them they were white the re- I know there's pink ones. I've seen. I'm the sure there pink are. Ones. I believe you. They might just, be the same thing. They could be like ho hos were ho hos. Did he say he brought ding dongs for the one guy? <laughs> yeah, right? he did. Sorry, Maybe. I was making. I was giggling about penises. Because <laughs> 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 I said ding dong earlier, but that was probably in our previous recording. I don't think you said ding dong. I said, I said ding dong in the failed recording. I said something about toys, and you laughed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, articulated dolls. Oh, and yeah. I said, <laughs> oh, yeah. You said everything's said articulated, the, and I the, went, yeah, okay. even the ding-dong? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I said, those kind of dolls aren't toys. And then you laughed more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so a sex worker bursts out of the door, out of one of the rooms, and refuses to stay off the streets, even though she's pregnant. Blah, blah, blah. Something about her pimp won't let her stay off the street. I don't know. It's a whole dramatic conversation that's happening. Okay. And everyone is like, what? And then John goes to talk to his boss because he's in trouble for being late and going to his camp to take care of people like a good person. Uh-huh. He gets fired and then he kind of talks his way back in. To not being fired? To not being fired. But uh, then next time he'll be fired. Uh, How come this guy looked familiar to me? Is that the guy that played Sigmund Freud or as they said in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Frude? The the doctor. The doctor, yeah. I'm not sure who he, he is. He looked really familiar. But to there's me. someone from Twin Peaks in the next scene. Is it the girl with the huge 80s glasses? No. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was still typing. Rod Loomis. Rod Loomis was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and he was Freud. There you go. You got it right. Look at that. I'm a master. I've never seen that movie, so I have no idea. You've never seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Wow, we could actually do that one because they see themselves from the future in the past and it would be a moment of sames. There you go. Twice in the movie that happens, actually. Alrighty, then I'll watch it. During the police briefing about what's about the murders, this is where Hank from Twin Peaks is in it. Chris Mulkey, I think his name is in real life. Okay. Yes, you're right. That's his real name in real life. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. I know my Twin Peaks boys, even though Hank's a dick, but that's fine. They're, they're just talking about how the murderer uses scalpel and lubricated condoms. Gross. And, they do, and then they say the next woman will be murdered in her room and she will be pregnant. Did they say lubricated condoms, really? They did say lubricated condoms. Hmm. Makes me wonder. About what? <laughs> well, they were supposed to be murders done in the exact same way. Oh, see, I was right then. A hundred years ago, <laughs> to the day, as uh-huh. Jack the Ripper did them. I'm, I don't makes think he had lubricated condoms. Uh, you don't know, though. See, this is where the wondering comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Did lubricated condoms exist during Jack the Ripper's time? I don't know. And if so, what was the lubricant? I don't want to know. Why not? 
That's a question for the McElroys. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to make On it a suggestion. <laughs> if they, I don't, have they done prophylactics? They've done birth control. I don't know if they've done prophylactics. We should have them do it. Yeah, let's have them do it. No, Can I just you. say that Robert Picardo, who played Dr. Carlos Batera, um, he's from Star Trek Voyager. I don't think that guy ever had a full head of hair. <laughs> I'm like, and, and apparently he doesn't age either because he looks the same as the doctor in Voyager as he does in this. Is he bald in this movie? He's balding. Uh, okay, he had a little peach fuzz on mm. top here more than he did as the doctor, but his face, I, he doesn't look like he hasn't aged. Yeah. It's hm. just that, you know, his hair's going away in, in exchange of not aging. Yeah. And he was a hologram in this movie, too. It was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did some, they took some liberties. <laughs> the cute doctor at work with the big 80s bangs. Um, I don't know what her name is, so I just called her 80s bangs. She's Gib is her name in real life. Gib. That's her last name. I think her name's Chris in the movie, but I just, I like looked it up after like halfway through my notes and then I just Chris decided Muscari. to keep calling her late 80s bangs. Played by Cynthia Gibb. Character's name was Chris Muscari. I'm just going to call her 80s bangs. You can call, okay. So tell us more about 80s bangs. <laughs> Thank you. She wants John to ask her out. But you looked at 80s bangs. For me, it was like 80s glasses. Yeah. I remember. Those glasses are in style now, though. Again. When, when you wore glasses as big as my spit mufflers. <laughs> yeah. And there were two of them. I mean, like, these things are huge. She looks so cute, though. She, yeah, she's an adorable looking woman. Um, Still today, too. Obviously uh, a bit older. John says he's busy, so she's sad. Uh-huh. The other doctor's like, what is wrong with you? You're crazy. She was born in 1963. Cynthia Gibb. She's two years older than my mama. She could have been your mama. <laughs> Maybe. Did your mama have 80s bangs? She sure did. How about the big, huge glasses? She sure did. Nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I told you I was born you. when this movie came out. You were born because of this movie. <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I think there's better 1988 things. It's I was born in the like the first... Week of this year, or no, because it's the eighth. So yeah, you were the second January. week of that year. So. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I got you. I see what you did there. So, and this movie was released on. I don't know because it's not there at the top of the thing. But you can continue. Where did my notes go? Okay, the other doctor who said he had plans. Mm-hmm. Finds the address of the pregnant sex worker and goes to visit her. He offers to get rid of her baby for $200. Right. Was John- abortion legal in 88? Do we even know where this is set? I think it's in the West it's Coast. In, it's in California because they say Echo Park a lot. Okay. And that's California. I don't know my history enough to answer that question. <laughs> to May 6, 1988. Or maybe it was just expensive. Oh, that's when the movie was released? Yeah. I mean, I think it was this. I don't know. I don't want to say wrong things i'm just right. not even gonna speculate because <laughs> go i've used up all my facts for the day yeah so he says he can get rid of the baby for 200 dollars. Mm-hmm. well she's also a sex worker so it's probably even more difficult for her that's true or uh, maybe it was too expensive or too expensive yeah i feel like it was probably hella expensive because i think there were doctors that still performed it so i feel like she could have gone to a clinic but yeah, yeah it was probably super expensive and 
Yeah. I mean, it's still fucking insanely hard to get nowadays, but for a lot of people. To get? To get an abortion. Because of the financial strain? Financial and because they shut down so many clinics all over the place. There's like, in the South especially, you have to drive like across several states just to get to one sometimes. Okay. I've watched a lot of documentaries about it. <laughs> oh, nice. There's like one per state sometimes in the South. One uh, one abortion, like one, one clinic, that, clinic, one women, oh. one women's clinic that can perform abortions, or one doctor that'll do it. Mm-hmm. There's like this one doctor and in the South. I can understand that, considering it's the Bible Belt. Yeah, there's like this one doctor. I think he lives in Chicago, and he drives all over like Tennessee, Kentucky, etc., and just like does them all day for women who just like can't. Yeah. Get them anyway. Very weird tangent. Let's get back to this movie. I agree. <laughs> So okay. the last murder was a pregnant woman, pregnant sex worker in her own home, right? Yes, and they predicted that would happen again. Right. Um and it was they even knew when it was gonna happen. That night. And, yeah. Yeah. So John is at home and he's looking at photos of twin boys, so we can just assume that he's a twin. And then we see a prom photo of him and the sex worker. That's weird, right? Well, he did look weird when she came. This is true. He seemed to there was bursting a, out that door. A, a glimmer of recognition. Not just because wood shrapnel flew by him on either side as she burst through the door, but because, you know, he knew her. Mm-hmm. So then he goes to visit her, and he sees the other doctor going inside. And then when he goes inside the building, he sees her lying on her bed dead and cut yep. open. Cut She's in just the belly bleeding. and cut in the throat. Yep. Jack attacks him. Oh, sorry. The other doctor's name is Jack, which just makes it more suspicious. Jack's back. Jack's back. He attacks him and then tosses him onto her, so then he's covered in blood. Right. And then Jack runs away and escapes in his truck, and then John chases after him in his little car. And tells the lady across the hall to call 911. Yes. And then she looks in the room and does Does the classic 80s scream with her hands up and her fingers (laughs) curled and just this blood curdling. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then... Things happen. Sorry cute instagram photo someone had to make me look at wow (sighs) is it of a cat no it was tony stark (laughs) oh okay back to marvel what else would it be um the hulk your real lover boy my lover boy is bruce banner the hulk is my child (laughs) (laughs) there is a distinction sorry okay bruce banner bruce banner of Infinity, I'm sorry, of the Avengers movie, not Bruce Banner, of the Hulk, which is in the Marvel canon of all the movies, apparently. What? The Hulk movie? Remember the Hulk movie? The Incredible Hulk? It doesn't count. It does, though. But I disagree. (laughs) We should all disagree, but it's in in the lineup of canon of this. I know, but that doesn't mean I ever have to acknowledge its existence, because it's not Mark Ruffalo. But they resets of things that happened in that movie oh, or I know. revisited in other parts of movies. I know. Zuh, that doesn't mean TV I have shows. to acknowledge Edward Norton as Bruce Banner. It's true. Cause if, they, if they remade that movie and used Mark Ruffalo, then I would acknowledge be better, it. Yeah. They should. <laughs> and recast Liv Tyler because she's also terrible. Well, yeah. Who was she? She was Betty Ross. Who's Betty Ross? Uh, Bruce Banner's girlfriend in the first movie. Oh, okay. Right, Betty? It's not Betsy. 
No, Betsy Ross. You're asking the wrong person. I didn't even realize the <laughs> Hulk Ross was part of the canon. Washington's wife. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was part of the canon until I saw a canon lineup of movies. Yeah. And I was like, what? Well, Tony Stark is at the very end of it. That's why it's probably canon. And uh, Secretary Ross is also in it a lot. Yeah. That's why it's canon. And he goes to the cabin and then he punches the wall and then in S.H.I.E.L.D. when Skye goes to that cabin she sees the Hulk fist yep. in the wall. Yep. Anyway. Back to Jack's back. <laughs> it should just be Marvel podcast. Maybe we about should Marvel. start a Marvel podcast. <laughs> Everyone be so annoyed with me. I spent, I was, I didn't leave work till like almost six because I spent like 30 minutes talking about Marvel with my you know coworker. We could, do? we could do, we could do a Marvel podcast as another podcast. Uh-huh. And and it could be like like the podcast, the worst idea of all time, where we watch the same Marvel movie every week and do a podcast about it every week for a year. I mean, I do that already. I watch that every week. But you don't do a podcast about it no. every week. I talk to Stacy about it every week. It's the same thing. Just no one records our conversations. I could just like take screenshots of our text messages. <laughs> And there you go, world. The in, the first ever Instagram podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, ja- so back to the movie. <laughs> Jack goes to the office and calls nine one one. Oh wait, sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It's Jack. Okay, I got really confused. Okay, well, not Jack. The John other goes John. to the office and calls. Okay, I wrote, that's why I wrote yeah. the wrong name. He gets as far as saying he knows who did it before Jack runs up to him and hangs up the and phone. Puts his finger on the top of the phone. Thing. He wouldn't have been able to do that if he was using a cell phone. Fun fact, not a single cell phone in this whole movie. Weird. Because I don't think, I think in 88, the cell phone really wasn't the thing. Maybe no. car phone, like installed in your car or a bag phone. But that might even be a little too early. I think it's too early. I don't think that was till 90s. Because he got the beeper era for a while. <laughs> so... Can I have your number? I'll give you my pager number. <laughs> Jack says he didn't do it. He just gave the woman an abortion and someone else must have come in there and killed her, which seems really fucking suspicious. Yeah. Especially um, since there wasn't enough time for such a thing to happen. Yeah, supposedly. He then start, he then strangles John out of anger and plans to string him up so it looks like he hung himself. But John wakes up. He's still alive. Yep. And... Jack is stressed out, so he does it anyway. <laughs> yep. He and strings then, him up, and then Jack di- or John dies, and he sets up a little chair to make it look like he killed himself. Oh, hi, Squeaky. And that scene of somebody hanging by a rope as if though they were hung was the most poorly done thing, because you could totally tell it wasn't done right. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because so when they do that... They do put a rope around your neck, and it does look mm-hmm. like it's taut, but what you're really hanging by is an apparatus around your torso, so that, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're hanging by your body and not your neck. Yeah. But whatever they did was a little loose, and you could tell that instead of the rope looking like it's the one around the neck, you can see that it's actually pulling the shirt back, uh, and it's coming off his torso. I wasn't paying enough it wasn't attention. a close-up, but I could see it yeah. because I know about that stuff. Suki, I don't think you're going to fit here. Huh. But you can try. Mid-80s is when cell phones became widely available. Oh, weird. That seems so early. I bet you it was still just like car phones, though. Yeah. 
Sorry, Sookie's tickling me. <laughs> with um, her tail. With her tail. And then suddenly, another James Spader wakes up. <laughs> right. Sookie. And because apparently in this world, twins can feel each other. He can feel that his brother died. It's all, it's every, you know, it's, it's not in this world, Stephanie. That's just a fact. Just all worlds. Yep. As real as ghosts, twins feel each other. Twins feel each other's they emotions. They feel the pain of the other one, I mean, Helena and Sarah do. But. See, exactly. I don't even have to, I didn't even have to get way far off to prove <laughs> no. that to you. No. And that's why twins are awesome. I will say, though, my dad has a twin, and I don't think he feels that, but he's not a... Identical? Identical one. That is fraternal? Fraternal. He's not fraternal. You have to be identical. You have to be identical for it? Yes. Gotcha. Um, Because you're both made up of the same, exact same genes when you're identical. Are they Levi's? (laughs) Apple bottom. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Tee. Um... So the police think that John was the murderer. Right. Uh, and he committed suicide. And he committed suicide because he was so distraught about what he had done. And he was getting caught. Probably. Also because he was left-handed. He worked at the clinic. I think at this point they had figured out that everybody that was murdered had been to that clinic. Yes. In the, in the, in the period of time that the murders mm-hmm. were happening. And then... No one then. The... T- <laughs> The twin brother shows up, and everyone is very confused, and then they take him in for questioning. Uh-huh. He says that his brother was murdered because he saw it in a nightmare, so they decide to hypnotize him to see if they can pull out the shared experience he had, right? and to see if he has any other shared experiences with him. And he um, nearly dies. Yeah. So he gets hypnotized, and he sees Jack strangling him. Yep. Like it's, he feels like he's being strangled, and then he starts to react in the same way. And then he gets strung up. Yeah. He sees it all and then he gets stressed out and runs away. Mm-hmm. Runs out of the precinct. Um, the cop office, if you will. <laughs> uh, that was a throwback. <laughs> so Jack is very mad after seeing the news. I didn't finish the sentence. That the police like don't a full want sentence. to believe. I didn't finish it. Oh, oh! the police don't want to believe that they haven't already solved it. Yes, okay. They think Je- uh, John is, is the killer, and everything sort of points to that. And Because, uh, you know, he had the blood on his body. Mm-hmm. And it appeared to All be a other, suicide. Yeah. The fact that he was left-handed. He was at, working at the clinic in which all these victims had visited. So he would have known the victims. Yeah. Yeah. Easy peasy done case. And if we've all learned anything about the true crime podcast anybody listens to is that in the 80s, police work wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, we find out that Jack's or John's brother's name is Rick because earlier he mentioned that he had a brother named Ricky. There right. you go. Who was the bad boy. He was a dingus. He was a dingus. He has a cool scar on his cheek so you can distinguish him from the other one. <laughs> he has a scar because he was a dingus. Exactly. When you do dingus things, you get scars. <laughs> uh, he shows up at the clinic and everyone's confused again. Um, and 80s Bangs wants to talk to him <clears throat> some more. Okay. <laughs> That's her name, Brad. I got it. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> I love it. It's just funny to hear it said. 
And 80s bangs. 80s bangs. 80s bangs came along and... <laughs> she has a big part in the rest of the movie, so... Next thing you knew, <laughs> White Snake broke up. <laughs> uh, they go to a bar to chat, and the waitress is scared of him. Uh, yeah, because uh, basically posted all over the news John's face, right? Yeah, and, and that, that he's a murderer. He, he's the murderer. And, and twins aren't a normal thing. True. Science fiction. <laughs> Rick says he manages a shoe store. He has a very innocent job. Yes. So then he goes to check out John's apartment. I think? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was getting confused about all these places he was going. I was like, oh, I, I, this is probably one of those parts where I was distracted by chicken. No. <laughs> no. This movie just sort of goes places, and then yeah. you have to figure it out yourself. Yeah. They don't tell you. Here I am. They, you just show up at the a only building. Reason, yeah. The only reason you knew it was John's apartment is because there was a notice on the door about it being a uh, right. not a police crime scene, but it was like. You know, under a warrant, police, whatever. Yeah, and I think we he looks at the picture of them as twins, as kids. I think that's when I was like, oh, it's John's apartment. Okay. Police show up and chase him out, but lose him. So then Rick just goes home. I think. <laughs> um. <laughs> meanwhile, John's friends come to testify to the police that he couldn't have been the murderer because he was with them during the time of the third murder. Playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And they were far enough away that there was no way he could have made it back here to do a murder and, and then come noticed. back. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately for Rick, Jack is waiting for him at home. Uh huh. That's all I got there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. So he goes home and Jack is there. Uh huh. And then Jack tries to. Or no. What? He goes home to get something and then Jack shows up. Oh, and then he misses him? And No, no, because he had, didn't shut the front door all the way, and he mm. was rummaging through that, uh, that uh, what's it called, trunk? Thank you. And rummaging through that trunk. You're welcome. <laughs> it was Nick, he told me. Um, we were rummaging through that trunk and uh, to get his gun, as we find out when he's doing that. Uh. But his door was cracked, and then Jack walked up, and then he opened the door, and he had the rope, mm. and he was going to strangle him. Jeez, he's a strangle boy. Well, you know. 80s Bangs is at home enjoying some coffee when we notice that someone is prowling her. Mm-hmm. She goes to the bathroom and starts to get undressed. Oh, yeah. Here comes that special scene. <laughs> She's lifting up her shirt. And then the gate closes. Yeah, and she gets spooked. <laughs> and so she pulls What's her shirt back down, holds a robe over her chest, and then closes her blinds. And then there's a knock at the door. And it's Rick. And she thinks he's being creepo, being a creepo, but he goes on alert to find out whoever it was. Yep. And he runs out the door and chased down whoever it was, whatever. But nobody was there. He did notice a shoe print, though. He did notice a shoe print, which is a crucial clue for him later. Because he's a shoe Cause store manager. Because he's a shoe store manager. <laughs> and he knows every shoe tread. Every single he's like, one. He's like, he's like a cop, but for shoes. <laughs> I was thinking about this when he was during that shoe scene. That came off of a 1978 Chevy Cavalier. And then he's like, this is a Reebok something or other off of a man that's approximately 5'6", weighing somewhere between 130 to 140 pounds with a long gait, size 12. Good job. (laughs) I was thinking about, yeah, during that shoe store scene. Yeah. Like, nobody does that anymore. 
Has somebody helped you pick out shoes? No. I mean, unless you go to like a fancy department store, I feel like they still do that, but yeah, like just go to DSW. No one's going to come around. They might, they might help you find a new size, Yeah, but they're not going to hang out with you and like put them on your feet and stuff. Yeah, that's true. But I remember as a kid that being a thing. Yeah, they'd go and they'd measure your foot. Mm-hmm. And put it in that crazy scale thing. Yeah. And then say, this is what you need. And they go get you the shoe you need. Yeah. You they would even pick on. them out for you. I wouldn't even have to pick them out. Well, because they had all the samples on the wall. So they would go find it for you. Well, I, even back then. So now more shoes are out on the shelves underneath the samples. Whereas mm-hmm. back in the day, like if you go Everything to. Everything was in the back. Yeah. If you go to like a. um, Oh, what am I trying to think of? I've been to these places. Payless? I want to pick up. No, not Payless. Payless has them all on the floor oh. too. But like <laughs> in the malls, me. I went to a mall where you can. I, I don't. Even, I don't know the shoe. An, Aldo. A, just an athletic shoe store. Oh. They have all the samples on the wall, but no shoes out there, and you have to actually ask a clerk, and they have to go in the back and see if they have it or not. Mm. And then they have you try it on. That's nice. And then if you like it, they'll bring you up. Huh. If you don't like it, they'll ask see what else you want. You pack it all up really nice. Yeah. Put the wad of paper back in there so the shoe doesn't deflate. Don't want that. <laughs> I feel like it's. I'm very conflicted about this because, in on one sense, I like the idea of not having to deal with it and like having someone service me. I mean, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. that sounds weird. Continue. You know what I mean. But on the other hand, I like being really self-sufficient and not having to communicate with a human uh-huh so so you can order them online i do all the time see and is there a place online that if you, they don't fit you can return them for your charge i'm sure most stores are like that but there's an actual online shoe supplier that's just online like they don't have a store let's not talk about my work right now <laughs> <laughs> all i do is talk about e-commerce sorry <laughs> so anyway um, okay, so the police come to her door and they tell her that Rick is very dangerous. Right. And he's like, whatever, man. She doesn't believe them. Yeah. She, 80s bangs is like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 80s bangs McGee. Uh-huh. That's her name. <laughs> so, because of the large glasses? Yeah. Maybe it should be 80s bangs Magoo. Magoo. There you go. 80s bangs Magoo. she has really Magoo. big large glasses and she can't see without them. <laughs> Rick and 80s Banks Magoo <laughs> drive to an adult movie theater, and Rick goes in to buy a gun for $375. Yep. But he still needs bullets. Right, because the guy only sells guns, not bullets. Mm-hmm. Smart move. Because he doesn't want to get shot by the people that buy the guns. It's true. But also, <laughs> I was thinking during that scene, Yeah. how ridiculous that man was. I don't know why. Why? I don't know. It was just like... I can't really articulate it. He asked them it. all the right questions. I know, but it was... Are you a cop? Are you with the FBI? Are you an ARC? Are you whatever? Like, he went uh-huh. through them all. Because if you're a cop, you can't say you're not a cop, right? Because then it's entrapment. Ah. Uh, I'm sure is what they were going for. I just for thought that there. that guy was so ridiculous and over the top, and it just was amusing <laughs> to me. Well, there's a lot of characters in this movie that are never fully fleshed out. <laughs> it's true. But I want to know more about them. him, Brad. I want to know... <laughs> His life, his backstory. How did he get to working in an adult bookstore or adult movie theater and selling guns on the side? <laughs> Just want to know. <laughs> what about the two friends? 
Right. They were legit there for one season and you know nothing about them. One except season. For the, one, <laughs> one, sorry, one scene, except for that they're, du- they're dude bros. Yeah. And what was oh. that camp that, ja- that ja- or John was going to all the time? We knew nothing about that. It was a place where homeless people were. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. And he's and talking to some cute lived reporter in a uh, in the station wagon. I know, right, Sookie? And they needed help. She's very concerned about this. She looks super concerned. So um, anyway, <laughs> he's at the the nudie place. So or he gets whatever. the gun, and then he goes back to the the car. The car, and she's like, "Well, you don't even have bullets." <laughs> Meanwhile, Jack goes to the office, and he gets spooked by the boss, Sydney. And uh, there's nothing really else in that scene. Well, Sydney, uh, sorry. Jack was cleaning out his locker. Yes, that's true. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the shoe part, I didn't actually mention the important part about it. <laughs> we haven't gotten to it yet. We haven't? No. It's after uh, the, the shoe. Him at the shoe place happens after. Oh, well, I didn't write it down, actually. So oh. I didn't put it in my notes. Gotcha. I just remembered it. We'll keep remembering it. Okay. You can tell me when right it happens. Spot. You can tell me when it happens. <laughs> it doesn't really matter when it happens. Rick goes to investigate Jack's apartment some more, and then he finds a doctor's bag with bloody gloves and surgical instruments. Mm-hmm. Jack comes home, and Rick has his gun and threatens him. But Jack has his own gun. Yes. After he knocks Rick's... By the way, Rick knew some martial arts. Yeah. Well, he has a scar. Yeah, but I'm just saying all of his <laughs> punches and stuff, they were all martial arts. I'm just saying he's a badass, so of course. <laughs> he says, you're going to fry, mofa, motherfucker. I wrote my phone and I was like, wait, he definitely said the real word. <laughs> it comes to fisticuffs then. Yep. Jack tries to shoot the gun, but there aren't any bullets in it. Lol. Right. Well, because Jack, he bought, he got the same gun he had. So Jack took his gun after their first meeting, which is why yeah. Rick needed a new gun. Yes. And then during the struggle, both guns ended up next to each other looking exactly the same, but being one empty, one full. And it was funny how Jack got taken down. I believe it was several kicks to the groin. Yeah. (laughs) As he kept trying to shoot an empty gun. And then he was just on the ground when the police come in. And then the police arrest both of them, but then they realize that Jack must be the murderer since he has the murder Polaroids. He had murder Polaroids too? I think so. I thought it was just, no, they don't know about the photos. They don't? Oh, okay. It was, I thought they were looking through Polaroids. No, it was because of the, uh, it was probably their own Polaroids. Oh, okay. It was, um, it was because he had the bag of medical, surgical tools and the last victim's blood was still on them. That's why they made that connection. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I wrote and, that down too. I just hadn't gotten to it. And he worked at the clinic. And uh, what else? Well, Jack confesses to killing John, and the blood matches right. the last victim. Right, that, was, that's what it he was. He was also arrested for rape and aggravated assault, and then he skipped out on his bail. Right, and, and changed his name. Mm-hmm. And then we see the murder board again, and more Sinatra singing. So can you keep looking cute when I put the camera away? Well, you know, she knows exactly how to do it. Wait. Right, Suki? He's going to not be cute at the right time. She knows we're working. Suki, Suki, Suki. If you can, I just want her to look at me. If again. you can call this working. So, anywho. So, the. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she looked and you have to take a picture. Did you get it? I think so. I said, yeah, but it's kind of blurry. How are you? So, 
So then we see the murder board and hear the Sinatra singing again. Uh-huh. It's very, you realize it's the creepy doctor. And the bag's all set up on the bed with the Polaroid next to it and the Polaroid film and, and all the all of the scalpels ready to roll and the towels and, you know, he's got his <laughs> murder kit ready to pack. Yeah, I have so many good pictures. <laughs> She's sitting so weird. She is. It's so weird. <laughs> she just wants to be by you. I'll post this photo on Instagram for you all to look at. And there you go. Because it's so weird. <laughs> Okay, so Rick goes back to the hypnotist's house because he's still having the dreams. Oh. Right, so this is this in is between This is when he did here. the, okay. Yeah, so then he got released from the police station. Right, because they got everything. So then he's back at work. <laughs> What's the name of the shoe place? Oh, I have no idea. The what soul? I have no idea. It was something soul. I remember. But anyway, he was helping. I was pretty checked what, out at this what, point. <laughs> what were you remembering about this particular scene? Oh, because he looked at the shoe, put the shoe on him. And then he noticed the sole of the shoe matched the imprint he saw in the mud. Right. My favorite part about this was the guy's like, are you sure these are athletic shoes? Well, a large man, you know, a, a, uh-huh. uh, an overweight gentleman uh, shopping for athletic shoes and making sure they're athletic shoes whilst smoking a cigarette. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then I'll take them. Yep. Will you be wearing them out? Yes. I, th- I think I will. He did. He did. Or we assume he did. What's he his, he, what's he his he story, Brad? <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> he really wants to get into working out. Yeah. But he's got this problem. Uh-huh. He's overweight and he smokes a lot. Yeah. He probably goes to the gym in jeans. He was wearing sweats. I'm just saying. You're probably right. <laughs> Those are his comfy sweats. Those and are his daytime sweats. Based on that shoe recognition, the I think the the person who directed this film was trying to make us believe that this man was the man looking in the window at the girl's house. Yes. And that was his story. Interesting. <laughs> uh, so Rick goes back to the hypnotist's house because he's still having his dreams. Yep. He Which knows- means something ain't right. He knows that Jack can't be the Ripper, even though it's Jack the Ripper. That that would be convenient, wouldn't it? Whoa. So he gets hypnotized again. He sees Jack killing John, and then he recognizes the shoe print again he at the, the clinic. Shoes. Yeah. And the yeah, and, and then he, he sees those glimpse. same tennis shoes, and then he sees the main doctor <gasps> in the shadows behind the red curtain, because apparently now they're in the Black Lodge. I have a fun fact um, for this situation right now. And then he runs out of the house. Okay, go for it. I was watching this movie last night, and I was really, really tired because, you know, I was up till 4.30 in the morning the night before, and yes. I fell asleep, and I was really confused when I woke up at the very end of this movie, <laughs> so I had to watch the last 20 minutes again today. Uh, sad. The fun fact part is that I missed kind of that connection, but the other thing was that I was really surprised that it was so short at that point. <laughs> Like, like, not a lot happened in no. between what I remembered and what happened. True. Well, yeah, I only was, have, like, one more paragraph left. Why was the hypnotist being all so creepy and stuff, then? Because he's just creepy. With his hand on the gun in his drawer in his house when the guy came. Because he thought he was suspicious of him. He thought maybe he was the murderer still, maybe. Maybe he thought the twin brothers were working together and trying to pin it to blame on someone else. You think so? Probably. Because the guy's like, you realize that he's not the murderer because he's right-handed and not left-handed, and you already know who the murderer is. And I mm-hmm. thought, 
I thought they were trying to say maybe that he was the murderer with him putting his, having his hand on the gun. Oh, the hypnotist? Yeah. Like that no. if they said, um, he's a psychiatrist. But anyway, if they went and said, uh, he's he's like, it was you, <laughs> then he would have pulled out the gun and shot him and said, not this time, kid. That would have been like better. That. I like, I would have preferred that. And then he would have said, disable hologram and he would have disappeared. <laughs> That was a different person. Because he's the no, it was the doctor from Star Trek Voyager. You don't know that though, because you don't watch Star Trek. No, okay, never mind. He played the doctor in Star Trek Voyager. Okay, and he was a hologram. Okay, he was the emergency doctor thingy. Was he a hologram because he was just an emergency, so he would just show up when necessary? So if they needed an emergency doctor, they had a hologram that would come on. (laughs) But because the I was kidding, so that's good. Oh. He was emergency in case he had a cold. He was emergency. Uh, <laughs> good. Anyway. Emergency sponsor us. So now he knows who it is. And so, he's like, great Scott! And then he realizes that 80s Bangs is probably the next victim. But we've already finished all of Jack the Ripper's kills. But he just wants some extra. Okay. Because he thinks that she's on to him or something. I don't know. Who knows what his reasoning is? Maybe he just wanted to kill her because he liked her. The plot kind of falls apart here. Yeah. If you ask it's me. just, there's not really much. Yeah. He's, he's so, reenacting Jack the Ripper's murders. He did them all. And, and then he's like, and they I even think I'll kill you. The, the only difference here is that they never caught Jack the Ripper, but we caught this one. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't. So, anyway, yeah. Yeah. He should have just like given it up. It should have been over, yeah. He was, because he was uh, he completed in the clear. His mission, yeah. They, they thought it was someone him. else. But no. So Rick is speeding to 80s Bang's house because he thinks the doctor's going to kill her, and he would be right. Right. The police are on his trail. I'm making running gestures because everyone's going very fast at this point. Right, in cars uh, and on motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah, so their so arms are like, obviously. Wee. Okay, this is me driving then. <laughs> He was running out of the house, and so now he's driving to <laughs> or motorbiking, motorcycling. And he's uh, so good. I must say, when he ran out of the house and jumped into his convertible, he slid right in. Yeah, it yeah. was just like it was. It was like whoop. it was parquet parkour. Sorry, hardcore parkour. <laughs> it was not parquet because that's a butter. It was hardcore parkour. Right, <laughs> his. Uh, it's actually you can't believe it's not butter. Parquet. <laughs> <laughs> so 80s Bangs is asleep in her bed mm-hmm. and she hears a noise and she kind of like wakes up for a second, but then she goes back to sleep. And then we see creepy doctor's reflection in, in the in the window and he's using this little tool to cut a hole in the glass. Yep. That's when she wakes up because she hears the glass knock out. And then he opens the door and he slides inside and then he lays out all his tools. Yep. It's very creepy. And then he grabs a scalpel. And then he wakes her up. Yeah, he kind of like jabs her with it. He's like, hey, hey. Like, yeah. it's really weird. He just kind of like taps her on the neck with his scalpel. I know. It's like so tickling dumb. Her? Yeah. Why? And then she screams and wakes up and runs through the house. Yeah. And then, so they're like having a cat and mouse game at this point. Right. And then he's going to get her. And he's going to get her. And then Rick shows up and sees him attacking her through the window. Parkours through the window. Yeah. And then he fucking dives through the window. But then, (laughs) but before that. Yeah. Oh, wait. No. Yeah. So, but yeah, before that, the doctor just conveniently throws her into a room that's just filled with pillows. (laughs) (laughs) It's the pillow room, Stephanie. 
<laughs> Wait, it's obviously. Don't you it have just a pillow? Made me room? laugh so hard. <laughs> I was like, "Well, I know what room not to show you in my house when you come over." But it was like, did they not have like a stunt team? So they just had to like <laughs> line this room, room with, with pillows. pillows. Here, just throw her in there, like totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> I can't show you my pillow room. It cracked me up. <laughs> um, and then that's when, and then he's like going for her, and that's when Rick bursts through the window and lands in the pillows. <laughs> right. <laughs> they used up all their budget on the window bursting. They had to throw her on the pillows. Yeah, he bursts through the window and goes, <laughs> "Oh yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> and then they fight and they fight and they fight and they fight with very tense jabbing while holding a scalpel away from him just missing his face left just missing his face right if this was stereo you could have heard me go back and forth with my mic but because i'm doing it in mono for my channel you'll never know (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) and then rick is on top straddling him and then he stabs him just as the police come in show up yep and then rick and 80s bangs hold each other close and I thought they were going to kiss. Me too. But they don't, and it's they over. They don't, yep. The end. the end. Such, such a great movie. Such a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best 80s bad movie there ever could be. It was pretty bad. Just bad plot building. I mean, there was just like, I don't, it just... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you want to hear the funny negative review it got? Sure. This is very funny. Okay. Um. So the New York Times wrote a review of it when it came out. It said, so dull it leaves you plenty of time to marvel at how a plot can be this rickety, how our production can look this shabby, and how the first time writer and director, Rowdy Harrington, could borrow a story with so relentless a grip on our imaginations and in no time at all declaw it. <laughs> Wow. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> so you're saying he liked it. He loved it. On the contrary, <laughs> oh. freaking Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert okay. gave it a thumbs up, and Siskel declared it a most impressive debut for Roddy Howard- Harrington. Yeah, but they only gave it a thumbs up. True, but that's more than it deserved, I think. Because <laughs> they have four thumbs, because they're two guys. They get four. Yeah. So well, they were two guys. One of them's dead. Are they both dead They're now? They're both dead now. But they still said something pretty positive. Yeah, They said it was a good, a good debut. debut for him and for Spader and Gibbs. Was Spader's first movie? Uh, maybe. Was Gibbs' first movie? I guess. What? I told you it was baby James Spader. Yeah, and I made the joke about him crying. Because <laughs> he was... It's his first movie. He's an infant. He's an infant? Let's see. I'm going to look. You look at Spader. Okay. I'm going to look at Gibb. And it's not Gibbs. It's Gibb. Well, Wikipedia is wrong then. This is not James Spader's first movie. And this it is, is not. This is his like, 20th. Her. Well, that's a TV series. It's not her first movie either. She was in Stardust Memories in 1980 as a young girl fan. He was in Pretty in Pink. She was also in Youngblood. And Mannequin. And, and Wall she Street. was also in Salvador. And she was also in Depeche Mode, but not tonight. And she was also in Modern Girls. And she was in Malone. And she was on the Fame TV series before she was even in Jack's Back. That's crazy. Welcome to our new show where we read people's IMDb pages. Wait, she was in Short Circuit 2? Oh, she was in Short Circuit 2. Which one is she? 
She's the cute girl that uh, they sell the 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 uh, toys to. Like she's the one that makes the deal for all the the Johnny Five toys. Ah, I love that movie. Ah, uh, yeah, Short Circuit's great. He's so I like it because the girl's name is Stephanie. It's the first one, yeah. And it makes me laugh or it makes me happy. Disassemble, assemble, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Here's another fun fact, I guess. <laughs> okay. Director, am I saying his name right? Ra- Rowdy Harrington. Sure. Maybe not. Here, let me know. try. <clears throat> Did you mean director Rowdy Harrington? <laughs> okay. <laughs> he originally wanted the movie to be titled Red Rain, and Peter red, Gabriel's song red, of the same rain. name was oh. meant to play at the opening credits. Right. But since this was a low-budget film, he couldn't get the rights to the song. Wait, this is a low-budget film? <laughs> Apparently. I didn't notice. So he hired Paul Sachs to compose the song Red Harvest instead. Uh-huh. Shortly before the movie released, the studio felt that the title Red Rain had no relation to the plot, so they decided to change it to Jack's Back, which is a terrible name also. All of those names are bad. Yeah. I mean, it's a good premise of a movie. Somebody reenacting Jack the Ripper's crimes to the T a hundred years after the fact. But I feel like we spent no time with that part of it, which I think would have been more interesting. It was like how they led you into this, and then then it was just broken movie plot for the rest of the movie. Yeah. It was like, why are you going to take something so rich as Jack the Ripper... And use a copycat five murderer, minutes of it. Yeah. Reenacting all of his crimes to the T a hundred years to the day after they were originally done. And then just go into some sort of cerebral, you know, linked brain brother thing where he's going to solve the murder by voodoo magic. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what happened. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> With no plot connections. Nope. But the important part in here is it had twins. Yeah, there were twins. And and, and none of them shared, they didn't share any screen time, so they didn't need to have any tricks. Exactly. And also, in you gotta love it because it's an 80s horror film, and 80s horror films were notorious for being horrible, and this is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> what was our double count? Two? It was two. Yep. <laughs> One scarred and one pristine. <laughs> I was like, I have nothing else to say about this movie. <laughs> I do. Go for it. This was suggested to us by Joshua. Thank you, Joshua, for the suggestion. It was uh, fun to make fun of this movie, I think. It was fun to make fun of it. And it was definitely low budget. <laughs> you <laughs> totally tell. I mean, some of the dialogue was poorly executed. Just some of the characters that came in for no reason other than to make a plot fix for the plotless movies <laughs> this is weird yeah. i think it would have been better this movie could have been so much better if it started with the first murder and you sort of followed through the whole uh the hundred year to the day jack the ripper murders and then in the end, maybe solved the who the real murderer was. That would have been a better movie. You know what would have been a good movie also? Is if one of the brothers was the Jack the Ripper murderer and the other brother, and he didn't die, and the other brother kept having the visions of it and was trying to figure out why Ooh. there was a murder. Right. Why he kept and seeing why murders. why he kept seeing murder. Yeah, see? We should redo this movie. <laughs> 
We could do it low budget. Yeah. You know what? We could do a stage production of it. <laughs> Mary, Mary Kate, right? Yeah. We're Jack's back. The right way. Stage production. Can it be a female murderer? <laughs> yeah. She'd be a good murderer. For sure. She's always a good villain. Nobody says you have to do it the right way. And they could be. What could if be, you kill male it sex could be, workers? It could be the Jack the Ripper, except now it's got to be 200 years to the day. Yeah. Murders. Because <gasps> it's 2018. Yeah. And you see? No, that doesn't, doesn't make work. sense. That's not 200. 120 years. I was to the thinking. Day. The, I was only paying attention to the eight Sorry, part. Of it. 130 years to the day. No one ever said I was good at math. But anyway, yeah, it could be that, and it could be awesome. Yeah. See, we fixed it. There we go. Uh, you can put uh, inspired by Stephanie Kretz and Bradford Barth in the show notes. Anyway, you can follow us on Twitter at CDoublePod. You can email us suggestions for shows you'd like us to do, or you know, if you want to tell us about uh, some sort of doppelganger sightings, at CDoublePodcast at gmail.com. Or your own doppelganger story. Or your own doppelganger story, yeah. Um, or if you're an identical twin and you have a funny story you want to tell about the things yeah. that you did as a twin, that'd be cool. And you can follow Steph on Instagram at Steph plus Verb. And see that picture of Sookie being cute sitting in a weird position whilst we did this episode. As I'll well, post it on Twitter too. As well as all of the uh, the art for our episodes that she puts together. Indeed. And uh, until next week. I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barth. Thank you for listening. Bye.